Tell the train is moving. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited. This is our first virtual happy hour. So you're our first guest. So we're Yay, I'll drink to that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe is it shot o'clock? Is it is it a shot o'clock right now? I don't know, but like, don't need something like drink. Like this is super informal. Like we definitely wanted to just like chat. Um, just about the different things that you have going on. Um, I actually just finished watching the main event yesterday. Um, and I think a couple of people seen it too. My nephew is the one that put me onto it. He's like seven. And he's like, nice. you have to see the movie. Uh, <laughs> see, that's a wonderful thing. That means the movie is doing its job. I was really, I, I, was, I wasn't happy about playing a grandmother. But then I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. I'm 50 now, and a lot of my friends, I have grandkids, <laughs> because back, you know, in the 90s, a lot of my friends, in the 80s and the 90s, my friends were having kids, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, it was during that era where, you know, a lot of my friends were, sick, you know, 18, 19, a lot of them had kids, so I mean, I, I consider myself as the glamma, I guess they call it, and gma. But you it was fun. Cool. You're the cool grandma, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I'm a cool grandma, that, that's what counts. Yeah, that was fun. So do you guys um, have any questions that you guys want to ask? Yes. I'll start us <laughs> off. Um, so your role in this movie was so different from like what we're used to seeing you in. What gravitated you towards like this movie and what, what made you say yes? Well, what made me say yes was that I finally got a chance to do a piece of work that my daughter can honestly sit down and watch it with me. You know, you know that the whole family, it wasn't, you know, she's used to my vulgarity, but it was just a piece of work that literally I, I, from grandpa on down to, you know, the babies, everybody could watch it together. And I hadn't done any work like that since Little Shop of Horrors. So I was happy to, you know, be a part of that. And also happy to be able to be a part of the marriage between WWE and, and Netflix which I think is a no-brainer. I think it's wonderful that Netflix Netflix is making more content that's, you know, kid-friendly and something that the whole family can watch. And what a great time, you know, for it. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, I would have never watched a WWE movie if you weren't in it or if it didn't happen. But <laughs> <laughs> well, see, for me also, to answer your question as well, it's a, it was a little nostalgic for me as well, because I remember my sister and I, we used to wake up on Saturday mornings when my mother had to clean the house. And if you didn't get, like, as soon as you finished eating your breakfast, you either had to leave or you sat at the table and watched TV and stay out, stayed out of her way from mopping the floors. So we would watch Kung Fu, we watched WWF, which was the wrestling, and we watched Soul Train. Once Soul Train was over, you got kicked out the house. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. It was a very nice movie. And Jay Karras, the director, was very nice and just kind. And he knew what kind of direction he wanted for the film. Um, I love the, you know, the fact that we never talked about us being a biracial family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because I was like, oh, are we going to mention it? He's like, no, why should we? I mean, it, it, you know, it is what it is. And, and I was like, you know what? That makes sense. I mean, we done talked about it. We done, you know. It's cool that we don't address it. I liked I liked him playing that angle on it because um, just for people, kids, because kids don't care about all that shit anyway. They 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 care about you know laughing and you know what 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 excites them. You know what um, keeps their attention. So I think this movie is one of those movies that can really achieve that. So um so far, what have you been doing to quarantine? What's like the quarantine routine for you? Quarantine has been great for me because I'm already a cancer. I'm a cancer, so 
I um I like being inside. It's as sociable as I am. I like literally when I go on my cancer shell, I'm in my shell. I could, my daughter and I, we could be in the house for days and nobody like we have no contact with the outside world. <laughs> it's just kind of a reset for me. And um, it's not different, but what I think what's more, a little more different for me is that I can't get in the car and go and just do what I want to do. That's kind of interesting because, you know, I, I even like the six feet thing. You know, I love, sit, give me six uh -oh. feet, please. Because, you know, <laughs> I do have a lot of people invade my space. You know, and it's not a bad thing. People don't want my autograph. People don't <laughs> even want my selfie anymore. They want hugs. That's yeah, that's so true. And so I've been hugging and hugging, hugging and hugging for, for quite some time now. So... I'm like, okay, so now that I can't hug anybody, there's other ways for me to, you know, talk to people and, you know, contact people. And I'm reconnecting with people, just making sure people are right. My sister and I, we lost one, a friend that I, a dear friend of mine that I grew up with. He was like a son to my mother. We lost him this morning. And we will get through it. And uh, what I've been saying in all my interviews and, and just talking to different journalists and different people, it's like, what are we going to be and how are we going to be and who are we going to be after this? How are we going to get through this? And I think, you know, we as black women, we have a lot of tenacity. We're strong. We're this. We're running. We, we, we got a whole lot of shit going on. Good shit. But now it's time for us to kind of be forced to deal with ourselves and just kind of reconnect with who we are and what we've contributed and what we want to contribute. <laughs> I love that. So, Sheena, I have a question. Um, my name is Angel from L. So glad Thank to connect with you today. Um, but I wanted to know if there was anything that you've learned or discovered about yourself while being quarantined that you hadn't necessarily known or tapped into before this whole season. I'm very much aware of... I, my patience. I've gotten, I, I, patience is one thing that I do not pray for because I don't want to be tested to be able to have patience, but my patience is a lot better than it was before because now I, I'm here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't, you know, rush through it and rush to work and try to make a, you know, 6am call time. I like literally I'm here and, um, I like that. You know, and I think this is an important time for us. Who, like, who knows you better than yourself? So I like finding out new things about myself. I like finding out things that I've grown in or things that I need a little more work on. So I'm never, I've never been afraid of that. But yeah, I think it's, a, it's, it's forcing me to really not delve deep because, you know, I'm 50 now. I'm not the deep stuff, I, I, you know, I'm not. It's just kind of, things are what they are and mm -hmm. I've accepted and I've embraced so many things that now I'm seeing the result of me embracing the things that I've embraced for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. Hi, Tashina. Um, Hi, Jelaine. 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 You said my name perfectly. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> that could go, well, yeah, no, Jelaine. Cause it's yes, it's phonetic. You, you know, you make yeah. it sound so yeah. simple, but... You know, Jelani, Jelani. Right, right, right. I get it. Oh, all no, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. 
So my question is, um, you know, you spoke about like you like this role because it gives you like an opportunity to like do this kind of like family oriented kind of very um, broad um, content or, or a piece of work. Mainstream, um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you feel like you like, like what else would you want to do? Like, since you've checked that box, like, is there anything else that's on like your bucket list where it's like, Oh, I really want a role that that's like this or, you know, are I want to be, like, I want to be a superhero. I want to be like a, but, but a modern day superhero, like a real superhero, like, um, like a badass, just a badass bitch, you know? And I, mean, and I mean bitch in the most endearing of terms. Right. You know, like, I, I was able to touch upon it a little bit in the movie Clover that I did with these two crazy white boys. But I I, I, I want to play more badass roles. I, and, and I want to embrace my age. So it's not like I, I want to play roles that try to make me look young or appear to be young. I don't mind being 50, but being that bad. Like, like right now is like, I'm, I'm applying all of these amazing things that I know. Like I literally tell people to kiss my ass and really have no, you know, qualm about it. Like, yeah, kiss my ass and yeah, leave me alone. How did you get to that point? I want to know Oh yeah, that. no, I'm at that point. I'm at that point and I say, and, it, and, and move on as if nothing ever happened. This is where I am, folks. <laughs> what was your most challenging role to date, sorry? Uh, playing Lena Baker, the role of Lena Baker in uh, Lena, the Lena Baker story, Hope and Redemption. It was Lena Baker was the first black woman to be executed in the state of Georgia. It was a, a true story, uh, loosely based upon because you know she um, died prior to uh, uh, us ever even meeting her, but her story was just like there was not one ounce of comedy. I literally forgot I was watching myself. I achieved what I wanted to achieve with that role, and that was to really become somebody else, but somebody else that I never met. It wasn't like I was playing the role of somebody and I get to sit there and talk to her and talk about her past. No, she, you know, got executed. And we shot it in the in Colquitt, Georgia, where she was born and raised, and to myself, because playing that role. I can't talk the way I'm talking now. Like even, even the way I'm moving. In the 50s, women didn't move like this. So everything I did had to be of that time. Every move I made, every time I spoke, every, you know, I had to have a Southern accent, a Georgian accent. So it was, it was very, uh, it wasn't easy, but I'm happy that I was able to have the opportunity to do it because uh, it was the first completely dramatic role I ever played. I just want to know, like, what's the time where you felt like in your career that you slept on yourself, and how did you get out of it? Wow, slept on myself career-wise? Yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not, it, it, okay, coming from somebody like me, and to have to answer that question, um, I always have to put this premise on it. I've been doing this since age 11. I started singing at the age of three in church. So I've been literally performing for the masses and performing for people or entertaining people since the age of three. By the time I got 11, I was into it. That's all I wanted. By the time I got 13, I got my equity card and that's all she wrote. Uh, this is all I've done. This has been my lifelong career. So I consider myself as a survivor and not 
a star or, you know, celebrities fine. But to me, I don't like titles. I'm an entertainer. I'd rather be somebody who brings forth joy, who carries messages, who's able to relay messages, who's able, able to bring the, the black and white pages to life. That's what I enjoy doing. And um, I know there are probably a lot of choices I should have made, but what it shoulda, coulda. You know, I'm here. Uh, I've been able to survive in show business for over 30 something years. So, I mean, that's pure testament to me being blessed and people praying for me and, you know, having, uh, you know, positive uh, forces and energy around me and having a great family, a great grounding. I mean, there's a lot of combinations of, of positivity that I have around me that has attributed to me being here right now. You, you, you may walk this earth and nobody ever recognize anything you do. Then what? So I don't do it for recognition. I do it because it actually literally pleases me to be able to entertain. It pleases, it's, uh, we call it minister, ministry. Yeah. I like to minister. Uh, I, I, I like to walk in my gift and walk in, within my path for me, but sometimes it is uncomfortable. So when you, I tell people, people, show business is like your boyfriend. You still gonna love it when it doesn't feed you or it doesn't take you out, or doesn't buy you a nice car, or doesn't let you live in the best house. Like, do you still love it? And when I didn't have two nickels to rub together after, after I shot Martin, I didn't have nothing. You know what I mean? I still was, I, for 10 years, I had to look for work after Martin. It wasn't, you know, I didn't win financially on Martin. It wasn't a win for me in terms of financial standpoint, but for me to have that exposure, I got exactly what I prayed to God for. And that was to be on a sitcom, the Buddy Holly story tour. I was on tour for six months and I was making pretty good money to be on tour, but I was bored out of my mind. I was like, I want to, I want to do something else. So that's when I got the opportunity to do Martin and even Martin. I didn't, I, Martin wasn't my first choice to do. I was up for two other roles. I was up for a sketch comedy called Main Street and Dan Aykroyd's project. Uh, called CCP, CCO, CCPD, and Martin okay. was in second position. So, had any of the, had either of those shows gotten picked up, I would never have done Martin. So, but me to be able to work with Tisha for us to get back together again to do Martin, it was like we it was just automatic chemistry. We all just did it, and it was just a, an amazing experience to do. Christina, you talked about your gifts, and I think one one of the gifts that I appreciate on watching you on TV is your comedic um, <laughs> abilities. You are hilarious. Can you talk about the bands? Because on I think everyone here has watched Martin before, and one of my one of my favorite points of watching that show was seeing you and him go back and forth with each oh, other. Yeah. <laughs> How much of that was natural? Like just oh, your <laughs> oh, oh my god, yes. <laughs> it, was, it was just back and forth. Mark people didn't realize, and this is why I will always thank thank Martin for making me better comedically. You know, I my timing was different. I came from the stage. I came from soap operas, which are completely different. And then I came from, you know, musical theater. So that's a different kind of comedy. But I was kind of used to cameras. I was used to things moving fast. But Martin. Literally, you could get a script and he'll read that script 
and do something completely different than the script. But that was how he worked as his genius. That's how, the, I mean, Martin literally was sitting there while we just watched him just go. Once the camera started rolling, it was a wrap. So that's why you would hear us laughing in the background because we would watch each other's scenes. Even if we weren't in a scene, we'll watch the scene, you know, just to laugh. Uh, Martin is a, a com he's, he's brilliant comedically. And so he taught me how to think quick on my feet. He taught me, listen, the right line may not always come out. Don't go by, you know, somebody may give you a wrong cue. So that's kind of how I am now. I don't go by cue lines. An actor may get in the moment and say different words. And I'm sitting there waiting for them to say a certain word. And no, that's not gonna work. You have to be at one. You have to be in sync with whomever that you're acting with. So for whatever number you are on that call sheet, be on top of your shit, <laughs> you know, be on your shit. So I, um, I got a lot of great experiences working with Martin. I mean, so, I mean, he's just, he's a fool. Like the stuff that he would do literally completely off script. The role of Pam was originally for a heavy set girl. Pam was a heavy set character. Oh, wow. And when I auditioned for it, obviously I was a heavy set then. Yeah. I'm a little thicker now, but you know, <laughs> Back then, I was just thick in the, you know, in the butt. So um, they had to change all the jokes. But another thing, I was raised around a lot of my gay friends, my 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 gay boys. I call them my gay boys. Listen, they taught me a lot. So I was from the church. So I was, I knew how to read and you know, <laughs> you know, go toe to toe. So I learned all of these things. And kind of when Martin and everybody on the crew. Uh, and the writer and writing staff on Martin realized I was going back and forth because me and Martin used to go back and forth off off camera. So they started incorporating the stuff that we used to say off camera as well. So a lot of stuff that was written in the script never made the cut. It was just once Martin just started, it was a wrap. Back in the '90s, it was good times. We were rolling in. It was good. Things were great, you know, because new ideas, new things were being birthed. You know, it was like Martin was kind of the only of his kind. Um, Keenan Ivory Wayans, you know, he set the stage for all of us with In Living Color. If it wasn't for In Living Color, Martin wouldn't be successful. So, you know, I always will attribute, you know, Robert Townsend, he set the stage for a lot of us. So uh, we, you know, we beat a lot of odds. We didn't know what we had then when we were on Martin. We were just really coming to work to laugh every day. It was fun. We're on the topic. Hi, Tina. I'm Narisha from L. Um, since we're on the topic of Martin and like the sitcoms that kind of have shaped Black culture, what do you think about the evolution of Black people in sitcoms and the types of shows that have been made since like Martin and, and Living Color and stuff? Mm -hmm. um, you know, sitcoms is a dying breed. Definitely. Sitcoms, you know, having a, a, a studio audience um, is a great gig like I've always comedy on television I've loved television because I mean television has survived since television started you know it's it's made you know changes and it's evolved but television is still here now television is on our phones television is on our computers you know television is uh, it's not just sitting at home anymore so now we have to um uh attract you know a group of people that are attracted to a lot of other things. So how do we, you know, get the attention 
and and allow people force people to sit down and watch uh, a television show, a studio audience show, and I and I'm happy that that I I I had a, another shot at doing television because I do I love the pace of television. I like the the background side of it because I get to have a normal life with my daughter. You know, it's not like doing a film where you're working. You know, I'm off, you know, somewhere in Venezuela walk, working for six months and not seeing my family. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's like a nine to five, which I, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. Definitely, definitely being 50. <laughs> Who would you like to work with? I like the excitement of going out for a project and then seeing who's attached to the project. So that's what happened with, even with the neighborhood. I was like, oh shit. I've known Cedric 20 something years and I never worked with Cedric. Out of everybody, I've never worked with Cedric. So I told my sister, I was like, yeah, this is a great opportunity for me to be able to work with Ced. So now I got Ced as a, as a notch in my belt. <laughs> um, have you ever written or like produced any shows? Um, yes, I have. Uh, my sister and I have a company called, called Queens Light Productions. And, um, but, you know, obviously we're both from Jamaica, Queens. So, uh, and we want to be a light in this world. We want to spread love and we want to shine goodness and positivity upon people. So, um, I just did a concert with my friends at, at Reverend Floyd Flakes Church in New York and Queens. Um, and I did like a, a, a tribute to the Walter Hawkins, to Walter Hawkins. Um, we did a bunch of Walter Hawkins songs. I don't know if you all are familiar with him, but he was just a gospel artist that just was way ahead of his time musically. I mean, right now, if y'all look, when we get off, just look up Walter Hawkins and the Walter Hawkins family, Tremaine Hawkins, like just listen to that music. Oh, it's just, that music was a part and in my spirit all my life is just what, what mo helped mold me. Um, and I did a concert with a few of my friends who are amazing, amazing singers. And all my friends sing, like they sing way better than I do. Like I'm, I'm probably the weakest link out of all my friends that sing. No, honestly. They, um, you know, Victor Cook, Anaya Day, Maurice Lochner, Roderick Dixon, uh, it was uh, musically Stanley Brown and my cousin Lauren Dawson just put all the music together. So it's kind of like uh, a nostalgic moment for us going back to our roots. And that's what I called it. We're, we're doing this concert to go back to our roots. I'm doing that. And then my daughter is working on her album now. So I'm like living vicariously through her. <laughs> she's writing her pin game. Elijah's pin game is ridiculous. Oh, she's writing some amazing shit. So that's what we've been, we've been in here, you know, between me teaching her how to drive and her, you know, uh, writing music and me getting on her about going online and getting her schooling so she don't be dumb as rocks. I, we, we, we are here doing what we got to do. Okay, so Tashina, we obviously know that you have vocals. Like, <laughs> just, just so syrupy and smooth. Um, so basically, Elle, we developed this video series called Song Association. And it's a really fun game where we throw out a word and the person that's up to bat has 10 seconds to sing that word in a song. And we've shot almost 130 episodes right now so far. So we Don't want add on all this pressure! 
angels stop pressuring me it's easy this this is just like oh, an introductory God. round like just consider this you know a fun a fun little moment and okay. then once things are back to normal we can have you come into l and play for real Okay, 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 okay. Love, ever since the first moment I spoke your name, I don't know if that's all, all that I knew, that by you being in my life, things were destined to change, love, love. Yes, you got it. You got it. Damn shame, cause my baby daddy wrote that song. That's a damn shame. Get <laughs> in the rhythm of the night, dance up to the morning light. Forget about your worries on your mind. You can leave it all behind. <laughs> Sweetest taboo, but oh, that's not you the got it. Just in time. In love with you. <laughs> Sweetest taboo. Okay. Shoo. Shoot. Guess what? Shoot fly, don't bother me. Shoot fly, don't bother me. You didn't say that it had to be the actual, actual word. A dream of simple fantasy that I wish was reality that you Come knocking at my door. All right, that's enough for that. What? Oh, no, we're, it's a hot, it's a, it's, oh! Oh, time's up. Ah, oh, damn it! Oh, 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 back, um, back to life, back to reality, back to life, back to reality. How do you want me? You can call me on my cell phone late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. <laughs> one night only, one night only. Come on, come baby, come on. Oh, ho, ho, one night only. Late. Too late, baby. Too late, baby. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Now's the time to. Too late, too late, baby. Bye-bye. Y'all remember that shit? <laughs> Don't remember that shit? Oh, see, I'm the oldest one here, right? Okay, okay. Could you tell them this is just a lot of pressure? Don't try to give me, I, I can't get a record deal off of that shit I just did. I don't know what just happened. I don't know what just happened. All right, so, um... I guess we have another game. Pick your, your quarantine house. Pick my quarantine. Oh, wow. Ooh. ooh, house. ooh These ooh, are all ooh, uh, past uh, cover stars for Hearst Magazine. I already so, know. I already yes. know what I want right now, right okay. now, right now. Well, I got to pick. Well, oh, I can't pick two. Okay, I'm going to go for one because my girl Regina is in one. So, yeah, definitely one. But four is real exciting to me. <laughs> four, because Missy's my girl, too, and I love Michael K. Sterling. He's a sweetheart. Carrie, I just saw her. Rihanna, very nice lady. Very nice lady. And Nikki, we from the same hood, so, you know. So, speaking of music, like, who are you listening to now? Like, 
how do you feel about like these IG battles now that they have on Instagram with the uh, verses that Timberland and Swiss Beats are doing? D Nice, he has his quarantine club. I I, I, I listen to D because me and D go way back. D did my wedding. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, he DJ my wedding. And he's just one of the nicest and most humble and just amazing spirits that I know. And DJ Adam 12, he was on. Y'all got to check him out too. Oh okay. my God. Saturday nights, Giorgio's, DJ Adam 12. Look up Adam Bravin. Oh, I just was dancing all night Saturday. Um, I'm listening. I, I I took it back, y'all. Like I, I I pulled out my old Mary. I pulled out Share My Love. I mean Share My World album. I pulled out my Sade. So I've been like listening to Sade. I, I I've been playing my Jill Scott radio. So yeah, I've been I've been listening to a little bit of everything. I'm about to pull out David Hollister today. Like when I get off the phone with y'all, I'm going. <laughs> I'm pulling out my David Hollister. Thank you. Um, I have a question. My name is Nekka. <laughs> Hi, Nekka. Hi. <laughs> you Nigeria? Is that Nigeria? Ogu? Yes. Yeah. When I went to Nigeria for the first time, a lot of people thought I was Nigerian. Yeah, it's, you know, they can tell when their people come back, you feel me? Like, it's in you. And you just read me. And they'll be like, are you... <laughs> Um, yeah, so my question that. is, if you could uh, give us any piece of advice as young Black women, you know, in our careers, what would be the piece of advice that you give us? The best advice that I ever got when I started my company called China Moon Rags, I started a company just off like the, a whim, you know, I just made scarves. I like working with my hands. I love just doing those stuff. I love organizing and I just love stuff like that. And um started a company where I embellished rags. And I remember I was doing a, a a an event and I was trying to get ready and it was just I was frazzled. I was trying to get the booth ready. It was just a lot going on. And I remember this woman said, you know what, Tashina, take your time. I think we as black women, we need to take our time. Let's take our time. Mm -hmm. um, it's easier for me to say that now because I'm older, I'm 50, and I tell people to kiss my ass all the time and not feel a thing. I damn feel, you know, I don't feel a care because um, I'm, my filter is just completely gone. But we need to take our time. And like I said earlier, what are we doing with this time that we have with ourselves, with our families, with our pets? Um, but more importantly, what are you doing with this time for you? What are you doing for yourself right now? Right now, we have the opportunity to give ourselves everything we need. So we need to be fueling up, building up, also decompressing, yeah. reflecting, changing, making adjustments to certain things, moving things out the way getting rid of things. Right now is a time where we need to really clear the slate so that we can move forward with tenacity and purpose, and we can move within the power that we already possess, that we've already possessed. See, we as Black women, we constantly share. I love sharing. 
We're constantly giving, giving, giving. Everybody needs to, everybody's taking, take, 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 take. What are you getting? And that doesn't mean the paycheck. That doesn't mean the recognition. That doesn't mean, oh, I'm going out with the boss or no, what are you getting from it? Um, it's real important that we save ourselves right now. We have the opportunity to save ourselves. We can't help anybody else if we don't save ourselves. What's a piece of advice you're happy you didn't take? I'm happy that I didn't take? That you're happy you didn't take. Oh, gosh. You know what? I don't remember it because if I don't feel right, I don't even remember that shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't do it. <laughs> I just don't like my filter is real quick. My filter is real quick. I'm determined to get out of this quarantine and be a better Tashina, be a more focused Tashina, be a more, a better mother, be a better pet owner. <laughs> be a, you know, I, I, this is the opportunity for, I've been praying for this and I'm not saying I've been praying for quarantine, but I've been praying for downtime. You prayed for this. Every one of you on this screen right now, at some point, said, whoo, I need a break. I just need a moment. Every last one of you, and I know every last one of you said it. Because you do. You got to take your five minutes. We, we're, on a, we're on a timeout right now. And we got to do what we can with this timeout. We got to make the best of it. And I know it's hard. We trying to pay the bills. We trying to pay rent. We got other motherfuckers that we taking care of. And I mean motherfuckers in the most endearing of terms, but you know what I'm saying? This is how we are. We take care of everybody else, but I just want to make sure you're taking care of you. Now's the time where you can take care of you so that when we're gone through this and we're out of this shit, we're ready. Amen. Period. She is preaching. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but it's honestly, you ain't give me that. You ain't give me that word. <laughs> it's really uh, great that you said that because I think um, I want to pre preface it by saying, you know, I sit on the e board of HBC, um, and we really wanted this to happen because we wanted this to be about us. Um, we work for a large corporation who sometimes doesn't see the value of our organization or having the affinity groups. Um, so we kind of are working against that system in itself. And then we're also trying to make sure we keep up momentum. You know, before we went on quarantine, we were having all these events and people were coming out and we were just like picking up the pace because we're relatively new. Um, and then this kind of hit and it put like a, a stop in our tracks. And we were like so worried it would undo everything we just worked really hard against everybody to do because nobody wanted us to do it. So mm -hmm. it's great that you're here. We're grateful that you're here. We're grateful that you took the time to like speak with us and talk to us um, and give your words of wisdom. And but when this is over, God willing, and it permits, we would love to have you, you know, come to the Hearst Tower, do Elle Song Association, come hang out with us and really get to meet you in person and maybe, you know, talk to you in person and just chat it up. And we welcome you. Um, Thank you. 
produced. So. Thank you. I look forward to that. And and you by hearing you say that, let me just put this little bug in your ear. It is disappointing when things don't necessarily go your way. And it's even worse when things are going your way and it's just fucking knocked, just completely knocked yeah. out. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing is constant but change. And you got to be ready for change. That's all that matters. You're going to come out of this. You may have been doing that, but guess what? Now you know how to do that. You know what it feels like. So now going into and coming out of this, now you got your system. Now you got everything in place for you to do it again and even do it better. Yeah. This is what this time is for. It's no, nothing is lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not We're a day getting started. Time. You just get started. Just get started. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dashina, my nephew, he literally just came over my house. And I remember I was telling you about him. Uh-huh. Being shy. Just say hi. What's his name? His name is Royal. Royal! What's up, man? Let me see t-shirt. Let me see what you got on. Let me see what you wear. What you got? What you it's got a plain black hoodie. So where you coming from, Royal? Stay home. Huh? Oh, you love the movie. You talking about you was emotional. You almost cried. Royal, <laughs> what, did you, what, did, what did you like about the movie? I'm so happy that you watched it. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy that you watched it. You liked it. What did you like about it? I liked the whole entire concept. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Roy. He liked the whole entire, not just the concept, the entire, entire. concept. That's what I'm talking about. Air high five, air high five. Give me that, give me that. Yes, there we go. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you, Royal, so much. I'm so happy you liked it. <laughs> thank you. For I'm that. La- I was, I'm loud for kids. Kids, he was, he, when I started talking, he was like, <laughs> Torture kids. I love torture. They torture everybody else. I torture exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, but out of the mouths of babes. He said he liked the entire concept. I didn't even know he know that he knew that word. Listen, girl, they listen to our <laughs> phone calls. They get their vocabulary is way more extensive than we what we think. Good. So before we wrap up, does anyone else have any other questions or comments that they want to say? I just want to say hi. Um, I loved you on Survivor's Remorse, and I, Thank you. you were fantastic, and I love what, you know, the role that you played, how you, um, how it developed about the whole um, abuse and stuff, and mm. I like the fact that, you know, you covered that, and you did it a very, you know, you brought something to it, like, it was amazing, I loved you in that. Thank you so much. I loved playing Cassie. I really did. I, Survivor's Remorse was one of the shows. I was disappointed that it ended. You know, it's like I've learned, I've trained myself. You know, once it's over, you got to keep it moving, keep moving. But I, I really enjoyed playing Cassie because I got a chance to curse and just kind of be kind of who I am, closer to who I am, but without the older kids. <laughs> but um, I love what they did with that show. I really did. And and we just had a, a, it was a lot of work. We were putting in 16, 18 hour days. That was, we were putting in some time, but you know, hard work pays off. And I, I appreciate all of you. I want you as black women um, to continue telling our stories, continue creating and, and, and fighting for me, people like me to have a platform to speak and to share 
um, and to, uh, and you know, it's very important that we share amongst each, uh, each other. So I wish you all many, many, many blessings. And I, I pray that you come out of this newer, improved, and ready to go. Thank you so much. We appreciate, we appreciate you so much. I don't think you understand. Like, this is our <laughs> first one. So we're like, uh, we got the best of the best to be oh, no, our first you. one. Thank Everyone's going to be hating. No, um, it's not good. Let them hate. Let haters hate. Let them hate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hopefully once this is all over, we can meet you in person. Um, but just wanted to thank you, um, thank you for, for like your family and thank hope you. that you're staying safe. Um, and that's about it. Yay. Sandy, did you get a, did you get a picture? Sorry. Did you get a picture? I, I have several pictures. You got several? Okay, good. Thank you, Christine. And, and all my pictures always come out like this. <laughs> no, right? I'm like, Every can we take one where everyone's looking? Can we pose for one? Yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. Hold on. Let me expand the, the group photo so we can get everyone in. Yes. Okay. Please. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yes. take that out so we can do the grid. Yeah. So on the, and on the count of three, this works every time. Trust me. On the count of three. <laughs> Whoever's taking the picture, take it on the count of three. And everybody laugh on the count of three, okay? Hold on one second. I think you have to stop sharing your screen. And yeah, stop sharing your screen. Stop sharing your screen. Oh, you guys want to see? Now oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. there we go. All right, one. So give us the countdown. All right, hold up. <laughs> Ready? Yep. What are we? Are we? Are we smiling? Are we laughing? Or no, we're gonna laugh at the count of three. But you have whoever's you. Are you taking the picture, Christine? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take it. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I'll, give I'll us the countdown. countdown. One, two, three, and then just we'll laugh on three. Okay. All right. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. Thank you, hey, Christina. I hate to be this person, but like, if I just bring the laptop close to my mama, can you just say, "Hey, Tanya"? I had to lock the door because she wanted to say, "Hey." Okay. All right. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. Oh, Listen, you better get it in while you can. I'm gonna run to the room because she was like, "Corlin, please let me say, hey." What's her name? Mama. <laughs> mama, Christina wants to say, "Hey." What's her name, Corlin? What's her, her name? name is Tanya. Her name is Tanya. Tanya, where you at, Tanya? <laughs> oh my God. Tanya, I love you. I love you. Thank you, Miss Tanya. I appreciate Tisha, that. Tisha, hello. I, I will tell Tisha you said hello. Nice. And I love you on the neighborhood. I love you. You just made my mama's life. Thank oh, you. No, listen, you better take care of your mama. Oh, I got to. I got to. Yeah, my mom, my mom, my Oprah was so nice. My mom was trying to get a picture with Oprah at Essence Fest. And I'm like, Ma, it's just too many people around. You know, and Oprah's professional. She know how Absolutely. to talk to people. You turn around and she gone. Like, I'm like, Ma, it's just too much going on. I can't get you the picture. But why did I go, get back to the hotel? My mom says, Bina, I went back to the hotel. I was sitting in the lobby waiting for you to get there. And Oprah walks in, she said. And I wanted to, I asked Oprah to take a picture. She said, look, I did, she said I was so nervous. I didn't know how to work my camera. And Oprah showed me how to take a selfie. Oh. So that was so sweeter. Mama, cause she's not into like celebrities and all that stuff. But you know, every mama wanted to meet Oprah. <laughs>
<laughs> so I was happy that Oprah was kind enough to take yeah. the time coming back to her hotel room to do that. So that it's always nice to take a moment for people. Always. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, y'all be blessed. I gotta go. I'm gonna finish my Thank drink. You. I don't know what y'all doing. I'll no, finish my drink. I'm gonna y'all later. <laughs> Bye. I'll be blessed. Bye. Keep going. Bye. 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 We win. Bye bye today. Bye. Bye. That was so good, y'all. Yes, it really was. Nice job, guys. Thank y'all so much. That was fun. Send the video and the pictures to the group. I'm gonna try my best to edit it, but you know, I'm not a professional like Angel. No one's judging for First of many. Don't Bye worry about it. All right. Bye. Have a good one.